Bubbler Talk, quenching Milwaukee's thirst for knowledge. I'm Mitch Tyke. Our Bubbler Talk question this week is one after my own heart. It came to us quite a while ago from Tim Brever in Oak Creek who asked, Dear Bubbler Talk, can you provide more context behind the typewriter being invented in Milwaukee? In fairness, we should note that Tim sent us the question electronically. Our typing sounds are courtesy of the Olivetti Studio 44 that resides in my office. That was the portable typewriter favored by Tennessee Williams, but I digress. Dear Tim, as you might already know, there is a historical marker at the corner of 4th and State that denotes a nearby spot as the birthplace of the typewriter. Today, there aren't very many typewriters at that spot since it's now the wreckage of the Bradley Center. But just a half mile away, you'll find 947 of them. My name is Al Mushka. I'm the curator of American history at the Milwaukee Public Museum. Al knows a lot about the typewriters in the museum's collection, but there are two in particular he brought out to help us understand Milwaukee's key role in typewriter history. One of them looks more like a piano keyboard than what I'm typing this script on. It was the invention of Christopher Latham Scholes, a newspaper publisher who'd been living in what is now Kenosha. It was the mid-19th century, but Scholes got some of his fellow tinkerers together at a machine shop on State Street in a very 21st century way. They got together and it was kind of like, these days, think of it as a business or invention incubator. You see them all over town, these little places where people get together and they start a business and they really kind of get going with it. And it's idea after idea after idea. But Mushka says Scholes was an idea man, a dreamer. To scale up production of his new invention, he really needed what a lot of inventors need. He needed somebody with business acumen and he needed some more money. After many, many inquiries were sent by Scholes and his compatriots around the country looking for investors, Densmore answered. And Densmore put up every penny he had. That's Pennsylvanian James Densmore, a former newspaper associate of Scholes, and every penny amounted to about $700. But with the money Scholes wanted came something he was less excited about, advice. And he invested, gave Scholes the money, but then immediately started making suggestions to make it better. And Scholz responded well the first few times after that. He started getting a little upset with the suggestions. But a couple of those suggestions turned out to be pretty useful, like, say, the arrangement of the keyboard. After some prompting, Scholz developed a pretty familiar arrangement of keys, what we now know as the QWERTY keyboard. But where did that come from? It looks like he began with an alphabetical keyboard, and you can still see that in the sequence D-F-G-H-J-K-L. That's Richard Polt, a philosophy professor at Xavier University and author of the book The Typewriter Revolution. He owns about 300 typewriters, by the way, including an original Scholes and Glidden. But back to QWERTY. Some of the type bars that were swinging up to make the impression were, were clashing with each other. So he apparently tried to separate commonly used pairs of type bars, for instance, T-H, so that they wouldn't be too close to each other and wouldn't get stuck. The other development Densmore pushes is to sell him more stake in the company so he can pursue new financing, which he does in what you might call rapid-fire fashion, signing on the Remington Arms Factory. They had experience building guns, of course, but then after the Civil War, they needed new products. They'd been making things like sewing machines, and so they decided to take a chance and build this thing called the typewriter. In fact, the other typewriter Al Mushka has taken out for us was one of the ones Remington made. Sadly, of the 947 typewriters in the Public Museum's collection, only one is the focus of a display there. 
But in closing then, Tim, Shoals and Milwaukee's contribution to the typewriter led to the next generations of typewriters, which led to the computer keyboard, which made it possible for you to ask your question. Sincerely yours, Mitch Tyke for Bubbler Talk. Support for this season's Bubbler Talk comes from the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Milwaukee, serving more than 41,000 children and teens each year. Dedicated to providing safe spaces, academic enrichment programs, and fun environments. More at bgcmilwaukee.org. What have you always wanted to know about the Milwaukee area? Visit wuwm.com slash bubbler talk to submit your question.